What's good people? CJ Williams back with another requested No Limit video. This time we're taking it back to the 95 and 96 to rank the nine albums that dropped during that time frame. If you're waiting to hear projects like West Coast Bad Boys or P's The Ghetto's Trying to Kill Me, don't hold your breath because those was 1994. Won't get covered today. Same goes for the EP from Dangerous Dame that did drop in 95, but this is an LP only list. Rest in peace, Dame. Everything else that dropped is fair game. Now that we got the rules out of the way, let's get to it. Number nine, Skullduggery, Hoodlum for Life. Don't be confused by the different spelling of his name from his 1998 album. This is the OG No Limit Skullduggery that you think it is. One thing that remained the same though is the low quality of music that both albums hold. While the follow-up is slightly better, that's not saying much as the debut is a forgettable entry by the tank. Skull's gravelly voice, while distinct, isn't the most pleasant to listen to. On top of that, lyrically, he was as average as an MC as you could be. Even diehard Skull fans, if you're out there, would have a hard time pointing us to a hot 16 on this album. We will say joints like My Hood with Master P and Silk, the Michelle A sampling My Shorty, Expression and Bring It On are the few records solid enough for a repeat or two. One random but notable aspect of the album is the features from Holloway, Dolio, and Valerio known collectively as Ghetto Commission. It would be two long years before the group would appear on another No Limit album, showing up for the I Got The Hookup soundtrack, then dropping their slept on album Wise Guys the same year. So yeah, that's about all we got for this album. Moving right along. Number eight, TRU. True. The group TRU, standing for The Real Untouchables, is one that has seen a few iterations over their 15 years of existence. On their third album, True, Master P and Silk make up the majority of the project with contributions from members C Murder, Mia X, King George, and Big Ed. Dropping the summer of 95, much like the other albums on this list, this project does just enough to keep you interested, but wouldn't really hit their stride until the follow-up double album. A main reason behind that is production. Because the fourth True album is a classic, Beats by the Pound is a major reason for that. Here production is spread between DJ Daryl, EA Ski, Baby Jesus, among others, with only minimal contributions from OG Pound members KLC and Moby Dick. That's not to say they aren't good producers, it's just the Bay Area sound didn't fit P like that down south home cooking they would adapt later. Look no further than Exhibit A, G-Funk influenced records like Anything Goes and Three Strikes are misses. Also the main two acts, P and Silk, hadn't quite honed their style yet either. That's not to say there aren't enjoyable records like the Silk Solo, Another Day, Another Dollar, that's how we break bread with Sibo or living that life where P gets political over a mid-tempo piano loop. But number 11 is where the project gets interesting. There you'll find the first release of the No Limit staple record I'm Bout It Bout It. The KL produced classic should have been a sign of what P needed to have his music sound like because there isn't anything else on the album that comes close sonically. That really speaks to the talent of KL who allegedly made this beat by accident. Hey, he still gets credit and P would realize the missed opportunity and re-release the song a year later on his Ice Cream Man album. The play worked and that album would be certified platinum while this barely made it to the top 30. Still not bad for the group's first major label release. Number seven, Master P, 99 Ways to Die. An average Master P album that started with potential but overstayed just a tad bit too long. Which isn't great considering it's only 13 tracks long and three of those are skits. A few good records like Dead Presidents, Rolling Through My Hood, and Bullets Got No Name can be found here but nothing worth throwing on the P Essential playlist. This was pre-Beats by the Pound so production duties are handled by Al Eaton, Larry D, and K. Lou. They do a commendable job, but it absolutely sounds like an album from 1995. P hadn't yet found his voice, so the tone isn't quite what we know it for. His pitch is sometimes higher, which makes it sound even older than 95. Not many features here either to help boost the project. Most of them are squeezed onto the same few songs. P had a thing about dropping first of the year in the early tank years. No standout single or staple anthems. This is one of the more forgettable P projects. Just to be clear, it's not trash, just not memorable. You get what I'm saying. 
Number six, Mia X, Good Girl Gone Bad. The actual debut from Mia X, as many confused the follow-up Unladylike to be her first, was released late 1995, shortly after she signed to the tank. Correct us if we're wrong, but Mama Mia might be the first unisex rapper, meaning men and women could listen to her music without it looking crazy. Let us know down in the comments if we tripping. But on to the album. While she would get better with each album, that doesn't mean that this one was a slouch. The opening track, Ghetto Sarah Lee, does justice to Diana Ross's love hangover, only for P to turn around and sample the same song on Last Dawn. Wonder if he knew he already used that flip. Now, the better question is, did he give it down? Anyway, we get glimpses of Mia's versatility as she talks tough on Here Comes the Drama with Trey A, pays homage to her bounce roots on Payback 2, and even shows some singing chops on Commercial 2. Other standouts include Ghetto Ties and the first iteration of the Rest in Peace Jill series. She would make a note to have a version of that record on all three of her No Limit releases. The hidden gem on the album, though, is the vulnerable My Everything. Mia details the struggles being a single mother raising a son, a subject that feels like like it's rarely touched on from a female perspective. When is the last time a lady MC dropped a record about their kids? Feels like it's been a minute. I guess that's what Fab was referring to that one time on IG. He slick out a point, cause 25 years later, this joint still hits. Salute to the supremely underrated Mia X and this underappreciated debut. Number five, Trey Eight, Ghetto Stories. If you're familiar with the channel, you should know one of our favorite lines. Ah, the Sleeper album. Every catalog has one, and for this, it's the Big Easy native Trey 8 and his one and done No Limit album, Ghetto Stories. Rapid fire flows, gritty tales of life in the streets over top very solid production. Never really truly a No Limit soldier, this project was a collab between The Tank and Smoke One Records, kinda similar to the other one album drops like Young Bleed or Little Italy. In terms of what works on here, there's no shortage of hard records like Ain't No Love, What's Happening, and the title track. There's a handful of features from P, Mia X, and Silk, but Trey honestly didn't need much help. Aside from occasionally veering off beat, Trey gets busy on this album. He's even credited as a producer on several tracks. We'll admit, we would have loved to hear another project from him with all Beats by the Pound production during the 98 run, but this did just fine. One knock on the album is that two of the hardest records were featured on the Down South Hustlers compilation, which dropped a few months prior. So depending on your perspective, Fright Night and So Much Pain either teased you for the album or spoiled it. Definitely recommend you running it back, although it is 2023, so temper those expectations. Unfortunately, the album is no longer on streaming sites. You're gonna have to peruse YouTube to get it. Even worse is Trey passed away in 2011 after complications from a car accident. Rest in peace, Trey 8. Number four, Cain and Abel, The Seven Sins. The talented twins Double Vision released their second album, first under their new name, Cain and Abel, and new label home, No Limit Records. Wasting no time, signing in 96 and dropping Seven Sins the same year, the album showcased the potential the treacherous twins possessed. An abnormally short 11-song track list for a No Limit project, Kane and Abel took two big risks with this album. While some people prefer shorter track lists, they leave little room for error. Also, they open the album with the single and best song, Gangstified. 90% of the time, if your best song is first, then that's a bad sign of things to come. The bouncy beat, Moby Dick laced hook, and a sweet 16 from the Ice Cream Man cemented Gangstified as a No Limit classic, securing its spot on the Tank's Greatest Hits album. Luckily for the duo, there are several other joints that while not on the level of that, were still more than enjoyable. Check out God and Guns featuring a young camouflaged assassin, Mac, Abortion, and Black Jesus with Master P for the good stuff. While there are missteps as Getting Paid flips Alexander O'Neill's Saturday Love to abysmal results with an odd two-minute instrumental to close out the song, 
followed by the posse cut miss basement session, making back-to-back -back skip to my lose right in the middle of the project. Thankfully, things get back on course shortly after, with that's how it's gonna happen to you and between us. While not nearly as strong as their 98 follow-up, Seven Sins still stands as a sleeper no-limit project of the early 90s. Oh, and if you're looking forward to this album on streaming sites, don't bother, it ain't there. Unless you're lucky enough to have a Spotify account. Title and Apple users, you're gonna have to hop, skip, and jump over to YouTube Music, and they'll get you right. Before we get to the top three albums from No Limit in 95 and 96, don't think this is the end of the line for Tank List. We are still going to drop the top 10 No Limit albums of all time. We'll rank the album covers, and we're still working on the unreleased No Limit albums list. Salute to the Tank Dogs out there that support these videos. They for you. Number three, Silk. The Shocker. Tease way back in the summer of 95 on the insert for Master P's 99 Ways to Die album, Silk finally released his debut August the following year. The youngest Miller brother used to just be Silk before adding The Shocker to his name for future albums. Didn't want to get confused with the R&B group of the same name. Smart move for sure, Silk would go on to be one of the most successful acts on the label. You wouldn't have guessed it by the reception of The Shocker though as it barely cracked the top 50 on Billboard upon its release. That's too bad because this was one of the first No Limit albums that begin to show signs of what the tank could produce. Say what you want to say about Silk's rhyming skills or lack thereof, he puts out solid projects. For his first outing, he had plenty of help as his more experienced older brother, Master P, is featured on nine of the 18 songs. Silk would return the favor two years later on Ghetto D as he's heard on 11 of those 19 records. Looking back, it explains why Silk stayed next to P for so long. They've been close since day one. Anyway, back to the album. We're gonna keep it a stack. This shit low-key slapped. Uh, nah, don't look like that. Lions say there aren't bangers on here. Beats by the pound, more specifically Moby Dick and KLC showed out. If my nine could talk, I represent freeloaders and it's on all went hard. Now we will admit the album definitely loses steam toward the end. It absolutely could have benefited from a seven sins length track list. And yes, Silk does struggle to find the beat more times than not, but it ain't as distracting as people try to make it out to be. Then y'all remember the lead single, The Shocker? The bouncy banger with the memorable music video of him climbing out the TV like the ring? How has nobody sampled that piano loop yet? Yo, funny story, I actually saw an original vinyl of this album for sale and low key wanted to cop. You know what, fuck it. 200 comments and 200 likes on this video and I'll go buy it. Gas me up to cop in the comments. Give me a reason. Think I want one, I will? Number two, Down South Hustlers, Bouncing and Swinging. Walking into a compilation can be complicated. They're kind of like festivals. Just follow me for a second. Like it's cool to get a variety of dope artists in one space or on one project. Some you may be fans of and others not so much. Then there's the handful of acts you've never even heard of. So it's a crapshoot on what they'll sound like. There you are left standing for hours straight wishing you had the ability to fast forward to who you came to see. So when P presented his double disc compilation, Down South Hustlers, we can understand if there was hesitancy on your part. Lucky for us, when we copped the album, we had the ability to fast forward if some of those names didn't look familiar. Good news is many of the little known names were housed on disc two, while disc one was littered with bangers. Let's stay there for a second, shall we? Dane Family brings that flint fire on stick and move. And although kicking off a project called Down South Hustlers with the group from the Midwest is nuts, the song was dope, so we ain't tripping. Disc one sees a nice variety of acts like Ballin' G, Joe Black, No Limit Soldiers Like Mia X, Silk, Soldier Slim, going by Magnolia Slim, and of course P himself. The standout joint will be the UGK assisted players from the South. Man, I'm trying to tell you, I think P and UGK might be batting a thousand. They couldn't make a bad collab if they tried. 
throw in the Trey 8 solo Fright Night and the closer RIP, and you slick got a classic on your hands. Until you play Disc 2. They just had to go one step further, didn't they? Disc 2 is where you'll find the little known acts I warned you about earlier. Rappers like Polo, Fire, and Sir True were all supposedly signed to the tank, but wouldn't be featured on any other albums moving forward. That should tell you everything you need to know about the songs they're on. Yes, Bounce That Ass is on Disc 2. It's the first song, as a matter of fact, which makes it even more baffling as to why they felt the need to pile on 11 more unneeded joints on top of that. Just add that to disc one and call it a day. Outside of that, The Hounds from Town, Murder Weapon, and Trey Ate So Much Pain featuring a Mia X verse that was cut from the Ghetto Stories version are pretty much the only other standouts. A sequel was coming soon for what felt like forever, but we never got an official release. Former Beats by the Pound producer Moby Dick did drop an album called Down South Hustlers 2, Everybody Eats in 2011, but that's not what was teased by P. Okay, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. The original Down South Hustlers 2 making moves just recently leaked on YouTube. Search the full title and you'll be able to hear the album that's been coming soon longer than Detox. For that nugget, all I ask is a thumb up and a comment. Deal? Number one, Master P, Ice Cream Man. One of the more anticlimactic lists we've done in a while. Y'all knew this was gonna be numero uno before you hit play. And when has Culturalist Theory ever let you down? Exactly. The album that put P on Billboard's radar is arguably his best. In case you missed it, we have a Master P solo album's ranking list too that you can check out. But not right now, you gotta finish this first. The first drop from 1996 from No Limit, Ice Cream Man would top out at number six on Billboard, powered by the catchy lead single, Mr. Ice Cream Man. Fifth times the charm for the Colonel as this would serve as his breakout album. Perfect time to have bangers like Never Ending Game, My Ghetto Heroes, and Time to Check My Crack House. Even better opportunity to re-release a song you felt had more potential, which of course was Bout It Bout It. If there was a song you could say is responsible for P's rise, this would be the first domino. By now we all know the story. P left the N.O. and moved to Richmond, California to learn the independent rap game. Soaked up knowledge, then moved back to the swamps just shortly before this album dropped. Well, whoever he tutored under during his time on the West Coast, some say JT the bigger figure, some say E-40, whoever they were did a number on him because from that moment on, P was a machine. We alluded to the undefeated run P had with UGK, add Break Em Off something to the top of the list of bangers between the Southern legends. Special shout out to Moby Dick featured on the lead single and on six other tracks that worked for the most part. So maybe this album wasn't quite for you if you weren't a fan of the OG No Limit crooner. In the end, you have a cult classic album that prepared the world for the storm that was right around the corner. 1995 and 96 was the practice year, 97 was preseason, and 98 was the championship run for No Limit. Lucky for you, we have lists on all those years and then some. We put them all in a playlist to make it easy for you to run them back to back. Don't forget, 200 likes, 200 comments, and I'm copping that Silk vinyl. Once again, it's your man CJ Williams checking out. Until the next time.